A series, I know you have, uh, you're probably thinking, when is this series going to be over? It's about over, okay? But it's been really good for me. I don't know about you, uh, but let me just kind of start with what we always uh, want you to hear, the loudest drumbeat, and that is we want you in Christ. We want you to fall in love with Christ. We want you to find him and do life with him. And then we really want you to be in a community. Now, if that's community church, yay. We want you to be doing life with other people. But more importantly, we want you to be talking about him, about the story and your story and the story he's writing in you. Why? Because we want you transformed. I don't know. I, I did this in the first service, and let me see how it works in this service because uh, I'm changing it up here. So it, how many of you have somebody uh, next to you that you wish the best for you meaning you would love them a year from now to be transformed more into the image of christ just give me a shout out now the reason that that works is you might have brought that person or maybe you're no i was talking to the person over here you know so it works it's all because we all want to be more in the image of christ uh this series has really talked about finding life in community and we've kind of defined that doing life with others loving god and now we're into loving others and so this is part nine i have not done i don't believe a series this long but we're going to talk about mission field and uh review uh, first, we this is a review of loving others. You have a ministry. We talked about domain. Uh, we talked about that. And, and when you say yes to Jesus, he restores some things that was actually established as God, uh, his way back in the beginning of creation. We talked about your methods. That's your design and gifting. We talked about, uh, you know, his spirit in your life and your design. I, I did get a little grief on talking about those uh, highly favored uh, um, special oil lamps that I, I'm trying to dig my way. Lava lamps, some of your disco ball lights, but it's the oil that's inside. It's the light inside shining through however your design is important. And what it's about is bearing witness. It's about you bearing witness about him, about the light that's in you. And so we talked through that about shining through us. I'm kind of breezing through them very quickly. Now we're going to talk about your mission field. Basically, we're going to talk about living your life. And so I have a little video that uh, maybe will give us an introductory intro to that if you'll direct your attention to the screens.
So I'd like to talk to you now about your mission field, my mission field, and it's uh, beginning with the first or the birth of the New Testament church in Acts. And when you look in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and this is out of the New Living Bible or Bible translation, it says, but when, and can I tell you when you say yes to Jesus, what happened in that upper room also happens to you. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, you will receive power to what? To testify about what? About him, about, about the Lord. about And, and it says it's going to have great effect. See, when we think about uh, our life as being missionaries, we always think and we usually limit ourselves based on what we know or what we have. And I can tell you what we're talking about today when we talk about you being a missionary, when you being uh, fully equipped, it's not about all your education. It's about the Holy Spirit, you showing up, talking about him and him doing the work. And that's the great effect. And it's to the people of Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria. There was a plan all the way to the ends of the earth about the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Isn't that a great thing? In Romans chapter 10, it says this, and I love the message. I just liked how they said it. It says, but how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? And how can they what know who to trust if they haven't heard the one who has been tr uh, that can be trusted? How can they hear if no one tells them? How can anyone uh, go and tell them unless they're sent? Can I tell you when you leave this building today? You're sent into the world. I can tell you when you got up and started breathing today and put your feet on the ground, he was sending you, if you're a believer, into this world. That's why the scripture proclaims a sight that'll take your breath away. This is the side I'm talking about when the American church or the global church of Christ rises up and begins to go out as missionaries. There's going to be a grand procession of people telling all the good news about God. And his kingdom will come and his will will be done like never before. I've used this graph before when we were talking about domain, but it's really your mission field. It's where your home is and your neighborhood and your work and your school and the state and nation. You can kind of see that lines up with that scripture. And we've taken even an idea of what's the three-mile radius and six-mile radius of, what, of this location. Let me just give you, and maybe you might want to do it at your neighborhood, but you're probably close to here. In 15-minute drive, 10 minutes, there's 46,000 people. You say, wait a second, but Guthrie City Limits populations is around 12 or a little less. Yes, but we live all over. We have all of our, this part of the church living a lot of places that are more than 15 minutes away from here. But I'm trying to give you a perspective of the mission opportunity. What God yet has died on the cross for to save. Here's just some statistics. And by the way, a little side note, if you have the church app, there's a new button. It says sermon slides. You can right now be watching these slides and, and leave them at your leisure. It's not connected to what I'm doing. You can say, I'm still back on slide one, and uh, then I'll tell you amen when we're done. Anyway, but you can later look at it too, But because but, there's just too much detail. But look, look, look at how many people just in a six-mile radius. Think about this, married couples with children, no children. How about single parents? There's a lot of single parents. And there's a ministry that could, should, should break forth even greater and greater from that. So it's these households, things that we can look at. And here's what I, I hear from so many people. Yeah, but everybody in the Bible Belt knows about Jesus. Well, so there's a devil. That doesn't make any difference. You can know there's a Jesus. It doesn't mean he's your savior. And, and so when we, there's a study that was done, and this is Logan County, and those little towns along the bottom define that. But it says that 66% of the people polled 
did not affiliate themselves with a single body of Christ. Now, I understand that some people say, well, I, I love Jesus, but I hate the church. Well, that goes against Scripture. It goes against all that uh, the, the, the Word says that He's come, coming back for the bride of Christ, which is the church. And He says, don't forsake the assembling of gathering together, because why? That's where the work really happens, is when you're in the midst of the body. So do we have opportunity? Absolutely. We have ap- opportunity. Uh, I want to tell you a, a brief story that, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase this biblical story because I want to apply it to today. Because again, you look at what you have and you are limiting what God really wants to do through you. It's the story of the fish and loaves. Do you remember that story? Uh, they're, they're, they're out and Jesus is doing ministry and they come, a large crowd is following and they get to the top of a mountain and sit down. Again, I'm not reading every scripture. You can go back and look at those slides. But it says, and then it was this Passover time and that's a very important thing for Jews. And so Jesus looked out and of course he knows what's going on. He already knows how it's going to be taken care of, but he's kind of doing a test here. And so he said what to Philip? He said, hey, how are we, how are we going to buy bread for this? And Philip's like, well, let me see here. You know, and how many of us, when God puts on our hearts to bless somebody, we're checking our own capacity, our own, well, I don't know if I have time to do that. I know, God, you said that, but, you know, I got things to do in places to go and people to see, right? And we limit God. And, and, and in fact, Philip says, well, it's going to cost a lot of money to do that, pastor. I don't know where you want to go with that, but anyway. So one of the disciples says, hey, there's a boy now imagine you're the boy you've shown up you've heard about this jesus thing he obviously is following it but he only brought stuff for himself he put a little backpack on and said look at least i'm covered because i get hungry you know and so he's there then he's hearing about all this and knows what's going to happen and, and i don't think they pursued him i think what happened is he stepped up and go i have just this is this enough can this help See, God only wants us to show up with what we have, with what you've been talented with, gifted with, educated with, where you live. It doesn't matter if you have a two-seat car, four-seat car. It doesn't matter if your house is big enough or small enough. He says, what do you have? If you'll bring it to me, I'll touch it, and you watch and see the glory of God. And so he brought these couple of fish, and he said, have everybody sit down. means, you know, just take a chill pill. You know, sit down. Don't get all up in arms. And 5,000 people were served. When Jesus takes what you offer him, he does what you cannot imagine can, that can, be, can happen. I know that many of you have probably seen or heard about somebody getting something that just doesn't, isn't explained by man, man plans. It must have been a God thing. So they made the distribution. Everybody got their fill. It's how God does it. And then what happens? There was 12 baskets left over. And I can tell you what I'd love to be part of is the overflow after everybody. When I give to God what I have and he blesses everybody, there's overflow. And so the little knapsack turned into 12 baskets. Isn't that a cool thing? So when God calls you to be a missionary, when he says, look, take me out and watch what I can do, you're going to be blessed too. Now, I didn't say it's going to always be financial, but I can tell you that he will bless you because he's got you in his heart and in his mind. So I want to talk about some practical mission field conversation. Are you ready? Okay, are you ready? This is part of, Lord, we come against the spirit of slumber and time change. In the name of Jesus. All right, are you ready? All right, we're going to go off into some places, put on your seatbelt, help your neighbor if they can't make find the latch. All right, the family, and we're going to talk about spouses, woo, in-laws, outlaws, and adult children. 
Some of y'all are hard. Okay, so here's, here, here's kind of the outline for this part. We're going to talk about being patient. We're going to talk about get out, don't get in the way. We're going to talk about being authentic, and we're going to talk about maintaining relationships. Let me expound upon these. Be patient with whoever this is. Some of you are thinking spouse. Some of you are thinking, you know, he doesn't this, or, you know, you're, you're saying, well, you know, we're going to church, and you can stay there. What, I, let me do whatever your thing is. It may be a prodigal child, but let me say this. God loves that person more than you do. And you got to allow that family member to have a spiritual journey that you're not controlling or directing. I told you to put your seatbelt on, and maybe steel, steel toe boots, all right? But God may choose you, yes, to help you, but He didn't ask you to be the Holy Spirit. I, I thought somebody might throw something anyway. But, but, but you know what? It's okay. But l listen, stay in prayer. Trust the Lord. It's the hardest thing to do when things aren't going well. But you're a part of the mission effort God wants to do to reach that person. Uh, your behavior. Did you know every one of us either attract or repel based on our behavior? Oh, nobody's not attracted to me. Well, that's also pride, which gets... In, anyway, no, your relationship with Christ should be moving you into being what? More enjoyable as a person to be around, not just more religious. So you have to ask yourself, you know, how, how, how am I in this equation? What's the part of this? Also, I, you need to be transparent with that person about your own life. There's so many times that, that we get holier than thou. I don't think anybody in this room ever has been holier than thou, but I know in the, the, the church there have been those people that are, well, you know, I'm above that now. I, I am now without sin, and I'm not tempted ever with anything. And who wants to listen to that Jesus that you have, right? Be careful because it'll divide not only you and that person, but it will cause that person to be divided from who's got all the answers, and that's God the Father. Amen? So, in maintaining a relationship, some bullet points. Even when someone is being difficult, you pursue. Even when they're being difficult or you're doing whatever the situation is. Even when you wish you, they would reach out to you and you not have to initiate all the time. Well, they just never call. You keep calling, okay? You keep emailing. You keep texting. You, what, well, they don't respond to my emails. I'll send them a text, and you know it's weeks before they even, if they even think it. Just keep doing it, okay? Because you're being called by God. This is not about you and the relationship. You're being called by God to let him minister to them, and you're not going to foul up your end of the deal, okay? Be available. And I added, when asked, to consult them when asked. So many times, adult parents, I, I happen to have adult children, and, and so many times, they go, now here's what you need to do, da, 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 and they go, Thank, thanks, Dad, I'm 35, you know, I mean, sometimes they can rub two sticks together, okay, they really can, you've taught them, let them, so you show up and say, oh, not how are you going to pay for that, oh, will it fit in your car, the, in your garage, I mean, I, you know, I don't know, just, just encourage them, all right, be a cheerleader, guys, you can be a cheerleader, I know that's crazy, like you may say that was the most idiotic purchase you've ever made, or what do you mean you quit your job for the, next, I, you know, really, well, I'm, I'm there for you, you encourage them, why, you want to keep the relational bridge there so that God can walk across it and set them free from whatever, okay, you hear the message here? And here's the hard one, forgive them. There are people, in-laws, outlaws, name all that, they have done something that has wounded your flesh. Yep. Can I tell you whatever that wound is won't make heaven? 
If you're a born-again believer, when you leave this world, all that hurt and wounding and pain is gone. You're set free. So why allow that that won't stand the test of eternity get in the way of you forgiving somebody here on earth? Because what? Christ forgave you, right? We have to work at it, and we need the Holy Spirit's help to make that happen. Now I want to talk about children. And it, it, it's not us talking to grandparents. I got the slide messed up, okay? But it's parents and grandparents regarding children, okay? So if you're a grandparent or a parent, we're talking about children here. A study was taken in 2019 about children who accepted Christ, and 47% uh, were, were accepted Christ before the age of 12, and 84% before they left the youth program, okay? So I want to give you or left your house. I want to give you the, the fact that there is great influence at home and with parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts and 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 you are part of that 74.5 percent were brought into the kingdom based on you we, not just taking them taking them to church is great but it's not the sunday school teacher that has the greatest effect They'll, most of them come back and say well i watched them i heard that from here they led me there so when you have children whether you're a parent or a grandparent talk to them about your christ story that is not happening enough tell them about you don't have to tell them all the knucklehead stuff you used to but say you know what i i struggled with that too and then i started praying and or i went to the scripture and found it's okay tell them start telling them that how the christ is involved in your life read bible stories to them parents nowadays i love them but you know i love technology but we've got the electronic devices reading to our children can i tell you how special it is in their longevity of life when you sit down and even if it's an electronic thing you read but you're doing the reading there's something going on there and when it's a bible story if it's something about the lord there's something imprinted they'll never get over and then regularly attend church. I know you say, well, I, I haven't found one that, that feeds me. Means me. Can, can I just tell you, you're supposed to come and be part of the body, and that means contribute for the glory of God. And so you go to church, you say, hey, you start to say, well, I don't want to go. You go and say this is a priority, not because it's a law or it's required, it's because you want to go and be what God wants to do in, in the midst of that, and so you don't want to miss out, and you don't want anybody else to miss out now let me tell you one other thing you need to watch your words i've talked to so many young people who finally decided i don't want anything to do with jesus and i'll talk to them and they'll say it was because on the way home from church what i heard my parents talking about the preacher the air conditioning the whatever the, they're complaining about the entire experience they had at the place of gathering and the kids are listening and how you how you you speak about other things you need to watch your words if you really want to be a missionary to your children and grandchildren just be careful it doesn't mean you can't go and have opinions but realize they don't have the context or the maturity to take what you're saying and putting in the right place okay so go off in the closet shut it or go in the bedroom shut the door and talk to your wife about it but stop talking in the front seat they can hear you kid how many of you were a kid and could hear parents in the front seat give thanks for a meal 
I didn't say bless it. That's kind of a thing we used to say. Let's bless the meal. No, you're not a priest, okay? God has already, okay, it's a proof burger. Thank you for the money that bought this meal. Thank you for the people that sit around this table with me. Thank them. Show your kids that you can be thankful for the Lord. Pray with them. Pray with them and for them and allow, let me just tell you what, I, we started having our kids, we'd pray for one another at the end of the, of the night. You know, we'd get in the room, say, whose night is it? And they'd get to pray for every person in the you're like that's weird okay we're weird but let me tell you what it left an imprint on them that you can't read out of uh, of some kind of sunday school class it was something we did every night and they love it pray with them pray for them and then what this is don't underestimate their faith so many times we think well you're just six years old can i tell you the childlike faith that they might have to pray in faith to, to see like you, what you don't see, sometimes we need to listen to them. Do not underestimate what God will do through a child. And in fact, tell them that. They may be the hope of tomorrow for sure. If they catch Jesus and who he really is, they're the best missionaries we'll ever have. So don't underestimate them. And oh, now we're going to go, <laughs> now I'm going to really start meddling. Let's talk about your mission field called the neighbors. Well, now we know there's a commandment that says you shall love the neighbors as yourself, which means you should have some love for self. Now that happens over time as we free up, right? But let me just say this, you need to connect with your neighbors. Not just when you're fussing about the dog that won't start barking, okay? Uh, or where they mow the, uh, in their, their yard. Go connect with them, get to know their name at least. Begin to pray for them whether you know them or not. Begin to pray that God would, would have an opportunity in their home as he has in yours. Begin to serve them. I don't know how many times that I would be out with all my, my lawn gear mowing and I accidentally mowed the front yard of their yard. Now, I did adjust to make sure it was the, the level they liked. But, or how about edge their driveway or, or weed eat their fence line? I, I have never had anybody come and say, I'm really irritated that you weeded my fence line just love and why did you in fact the first time i did somebody says why did you do it and i said just wanted to wanted to bless you oh and i did it again. you know what i'm saying so serve your neighbor invite them to church folks there was how many 70 some people don't have a church home guess what easter's coming up it's one of those holidays that they're more likely than any time to come to church invite them hey if you don't have a church home you want to go hang out with us for an hour I'll buy you some coffee and donuts trying to help no just invite them we've got three services this easter this resurrection sunday okay invite them and then here when once you have had a opportunity then share your story you don't have to like get them down into romans road and making them repent and confess right there on the driveway but you tell your story the fresh work that's continuing not just salvation how he's meeting your needs how he's bringing your hope how he's seeing you through and the holy spirit the work of the ministry that's really happening will draw all men unto himself it'll be a great thing now we're going to talk about the church oh i thought you already did well i kind of did ready it says love one another like i've loved you and it says that this is something that the body of believers needs to do. Love is patient, kind, all those things, right? But it says, if you do this, then they'll know you're really my disciples as you have loved one another. This church is a loving church, and I'm so blessed to be here. I, I have had people in the last two weeks that have come to funerals or been part in whatever way just say there is something that is different and they love the hospitality they love the love and the tender so thank you to you what the lord's doing in you so that is an awesome thing but when we talk about the church you need to connect you need to find somebody else that's that little card that's in there go 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 have lunch but talk about the lord while you're out there and he'll start something right there in your midst 
Grow and sow. Everybody say grow and sow. I do, that's just a fun word, it, it rhymes. But growing and sowing, anything that's living, anything that produces, it, it, it grows to a certain point and then seeds are then generated for reproduction. That's what we, actually Christians are supposed to do is make disciples to make disciples, is to be reprodu, re, reproduction. So grow and sow means come get plugged into a group and then sow back into the garden. That means sometimes financially, yes, you should do that too, but it's not all about it, just consuming, it's about growing and then sowing, growing and re, replanting. And then the next thing is serving. Use your talent. Practical care. Wash feet. Next week, we're going to really talk about this. We're going to talk about what it really means to be in the church, and I'll bring more of that up later. But build up the church any way you can. Now, marketplace. I know I'm going very fast, and all these slides are available to you online or on your app, so you can look at them later. We believe, and I believe Scripture is clear, that every believer is a minister. I mean, I don't know if you need to pinch somebody next to you if they're getting sleepy, say, you're a minister, and just give it a little whatever. God has given you a domain, and part of that domain is where you live, work, or play. So your workplace, there's a domain. You have a spiritual domain. You may not be the boss in charge. You may only push the broom, but he's given you a domain, and you're an ambassador. That means you're carrying kingdom things in you wherever you go. And so think of it as every workplace, every place that you go, it's like God's garden, and you're just a tendon meaning you can't make it grow, but you can tend and help the weeds stay out of it. You can help bring the watering. You can tend it, and look what God does. Do you see the difference? God has already shown up. If you're a believer, wherever you live, work, and play, he's there because he's with you. So let him start gardening your space. Some of it needs to be between your ears, but anyway, right? See, there are people that you work with or recreate with or on the soccer club with that'll never go to church a building you're the only part of the body of christ that they may ever meet remember if you want to be motivated about marketplace ministry christ spent more of his time teaching and performing miracles in the marketplace than he did in a synagogue okay y'all good with that so how many know this song that was back in 1974 released well we're going to leave when you leave dismiss we're going to roll it but we're going to talk about taking all this to the street. First thing is to pray. You need to pray that God would open your eyes. You know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So you pray for the workers. You pray for you. God, get my, help my eyes to be open. Help my ears. Help me to get out of the mindset. I go to work just to make provisions so I can have more and, and retire. No, no, no. It, it, it's, it's part of what he wants you to do is go into the, the marketplace as a missionary. And then be prepared. Prepare something up. Uh, you know, it's hard to think that if you were stuck in an elevator and you had two minutes to share what God's doing in your heart, if you haven't thought through what has he been doing, you won't, it'll, it won't come out. So have something already pre-prepared. If somebody were to ask you for the hope that's within you, say, hey, and you have two minutes or less to say it. Not lead them to Jesus, but just talk about Jesus. Do you see what I'm saying? And then create a list of people that you'd like God to ambush. You'd like God to set free of something. You'd like to just have them change their heart. Maybe just put some more joy. Just create a list and start praying over that and then take one step. Find somebody that you begin to reach out to. Not to go tackle them you know take your the mindset or the picture you have of the aggressive evangelist no just go love them and start serving them start washing their feet and watch what god does amen you can you can actually witness to a muslim or hindu or whoever else by starting to ask about them tell me about you tell me about your religion i don't know anything about that you don't have to be worried 
You have the Lord, the Almighty God on your side. You just listen, and then you say, you know, I, I admire it when you work and the qualities you find. But I have to admit, I've struggled at times in my Jesus, my Lord, and you, it's a whole process. And when you want to go into overtime, and I'm not going to cover every one of these, you can use the acrostic uh, of gospel to actually lead you through a person to the cross. Now, this is really important uh, to me because God put this in my heart, and it's very heavy, and really probably all leading up to this. All of that's great mechanics. All that's great information, but can I tell you, we've got to get to where the Spirit is alive in us. And the eyes that Christ had for Jerusalem and the world, that, and God had to send even His only Son, is in us. We've got to have that. In fact, I want to tell you another Bible pa passage. I'm going to paraphrase ab about this, and this is out of Ezekiel. And it's, uh, God has taken Ezekiel uh, into a place uh, and he calls it a valley, and, and all that was there is dry bones. And I believe this so applies. I know it's for the nation of Israel, but I believe it applies for today. Uh, that, he, that all these dry bones, and he's standing there, and one of the things he says, uh, God asks Ezekiel, son, son of man, uh, can these bones live? Now he was wise enough to say, oh Lord, or God, you, you know, right? Because we as humans, we'll look out across this world and we'll see they're too far gone. They're too messed up. They're too angry. They're too bitter. They've hurt, you know, and we will, we will leave people in the valley of dry bones. But he says, God says to Ezekiel, then start prophesying over these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Not hear my words. Here, the word, we, are, we have a 66-book canonized uh, Bible that we can share the hope right out of that. Hear the word of the God. Hear the word of the Lord. And he says that he went on to prophesy what he uh, was asked to do, and things begin to change. Things that look dead begin to realign. Can I tell you, when you begin to bring the word of the Lord uh, to over and in the midst of conversation, God will start realigning your thinking, their thinking, and everybody's thinking, thinking. Amen? How many of you have ever had stinking thinking? But it's interesting, the word alone doesn't always finish, at least in this example, what God... So he says, but you need the breath. You need the life. You need the Holy Spirit to go with the word to bring revelation to bring a, the completed work of what I desire. Now, I'm adapting this, you've got to realize. And so he prophesied to the breath, the Holy Spirit, Son of Man, say to the breath, what thus saith the Lord. So he called forth, he began to pray over, he began to proclaim, maybe not one-on-one, -on -one, but to this, this land and to this town and to this family, to the in-laws, to the outlaws, to the prodigal children, he began to prophesy that the Holy Spirit would breathe on them and they would be, and guess what? They began to become alive and stood to their feet. And that last four words, and an exceedingly great army rose up. Folks, can I tell you, if the American church or the global church, all the Christians that say they profess that Jesus is Lord, if we began to go after the dry bones instead of stepping over them or walking through them and began to say, Lord, you know, you know what it'll take to revive them. You know what it would take when your spirit would come upon them and set them free and put life back into dead things. A revival will break out. Amen. And it happened. And behold, things that were buried came out and life began to be brought forth. It says, you shall know that I'm the Lord when I do this. 
And I will put my spirit, verse 14, within you, and you shall live and you'll be placed in your own land. I just have to say it's on my heart to bring that to us because I believe, like 2 Chronicles 7, 14 says, says, if my people are called by my name, will what? Humble yourself. That's right. Humble myself, turn from our wicked ways and pray. Seek my face. It's in, he said, I'll restore the land. And can I tell you, you are the person that God has chosen to go out and be the church. You are the ministers and the missionaries to Guthrie and Edmond and Oklahoma City and wherever you might live. And so there's a song, and I have asked Darla if she'll lead us in it. I want us to close with this. Lauren Daigle wrote a song called Come Alive. And I want to walk through these verses and what it is is to get us in our heart in alignment to all the structure that I talked about. It's, a, it's to allow the Spirit to speak to our bones and our spirit and us begin to have a burden for the dry bones that are out there. It says, through the eyes of man, it seems there's so much we have lost as we look down the road where all the prodigals have walked. One by one, the enemy has whispered lies and led them off as slaves. But we know that you are God. Yours is the victory. We know there is more to come that we may not see. So with faith you've given us, we'll step into the valley unafraid. Everybody want to go yay? <laughs> As we call out to the dry bones, come alive, come alive. We call out to the dead hearts, Come alive, come alive. Now, it's not us doing it, but we're saying, Spirit of the living God, the Word of God and the Spirit, help these people come alive. And up out of the ashes, let us see the army rise. We all call out to the dry bones, come alive. God of endless mercy and unrelenting love, unrelenting love rescue every daughter. Bring us back every wayward son. And by your spirit, breathe upon them. Show the world that you alone can save. You alone can save. As we cry out to the dry bones, come alive, come alive. As we cry out to the dead hearts, and out of the ashes he'll rise up. I'd like you all to stand. And here's what I want us to do. We're going to sing this song through, but I... I <clears throat> I want us to sing it almost like, a, like, like if the sound could go forth beyond this building that we would begin to see the Spirit of God begin to move in places we never expected Him to move, but now we're going to expect Him. That we would sing not from volume, but from a place that it's more than just words on the page. And if you're here this morning and your bones are dry, and you've not said yes to Jesus, or maybe you have, but you just have lost you pray for yourself spirit come alive in me come alive but church as we are move into what god wants for this region he'll come alive in us but he'll also evidence himself beyond this building like never before but it's going to take a people called by his name and you're called I'm going to open up the altar, this, or these steps like an altar, and really just come and bring whoever that, 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 that needs to be before the Lord as symbolic, or do it from your chair. But I, I had a number of people, I know I was down here because he really pricked my heart about a prodigal in my own life. So let's sing it.
and then we'll close in prayer. Through the eyes of men it seems there's so much we have lost as we look down the road where all the prodigals have walked and one by
continue to minister here just a little bit longer. So we're, I'm going to dismiss this, but I want this to remain. And, and some of you may um, want to come up and pray. You may want to just go w with that in your heart. But if you will, as you leave, uh, kind of wait till you get out to the lobby to start chit-chatting if you don't mind. Um, God has got you on his heart. God has got a plan, and you're in it. The Almighty has chosen you to bear the light and to bring freedom to the captives. So let me pray. Father God, thank you that today you is your day. God, we're not wanting just a good day. We want a God day. And so as we go from here, I pray for the church, the church that is meeting all around this world, but I pray for these people. As we leave, Lord, that we would go in your love and your peace, yes, that we would be filled realizing we carry the power of the Almighty, not for us, but for others. Father, open our eyes, open our ears and the, to spiritual things. Help us not miss the opportunities. Father, help us be burdened like you were when you looked out over Jerusalem. And Father, may we cry out to the only thing that can change this world, and that's you. And then us align ourselves to your plan. Bless each home, bless each family, we pray. Bless what's going on up here, Lord. Bring it to full completion, just like you promised. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all.